the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Rob Black and your money. And now, here's Rob Black. Welcome in to Rob Black and Your Money, the podcast. Let's see where this takes us today, November 23rd. First and foremost, it should be kind of an interesting day. We woke up in North Korea and lobbed artillery shells into South Korean Island near a disputed border between the two countries, killing two young Marine, North Korean Marine, South Korean Marines, setting some housing ablaze in the worst attack on its neighbor in at least eight months, probably since 1953. South Korea returned fire with 80 shells and scrambled fighter jets. Um, basically, pretty big tension. Some big old smoke billowing from Yongpong Island off South Korea's northwest course, uh, coast. Uh, residents took cover in bomb shelters. So tensions between Kim Jong-il's regime have risen in the past year after the sinking of a South Korean warship in March, which killed 46 sailors. There's kind of like a mini little war going on here. So they want to direct attention to themselves right now and say, look, we're North Korea. We're here. We're not. We're dangerous. We can't be ignored. U.S. position has been to engage in talks when there was a prospect of democratization in, north, in the north. Now the chances of democratization are virtually zero. So they say they have nothing to talk about. Of course, the United States condemned the North shelling and said it was firmly committed to defending South Korea. United Nations Secretary General Ban Ki-moon a former South Korean foreign minister condemned the attack and called it one of the gravest incidents since the end of the Korean War. So there's a lot of tensions here. This isn't the first time. It probably won't be the last time. The North Korean issue is a bit of a tinderbox for the region. They like to saber rattle for attention, but on the heels of a nuclear inspection that ultimately indicated that they could have bomb capabilities. Markets can't afford to ignore any sort of instability in this region. Any incidents like this should be a huge concern. It's one of the most serious North Korean provocations in the last two decades. My gut feeling is that Kim Jong-il is having a very hard time controlling his generals. The North Korean military is asserting itself at a time when Kim is both weak physically and on a military level. Kim Jong-un means nothing. He's a puppet. Kim Jong-un made his public debut in September. He's the son of Kim Jong-il. Uh, these basically, this kind of appointment is just, it's not there. Ultimately, when Kim Jong-il goes down, will the country be able to stay together? It's a pretty big question. I think that this will pass. I think that Wall Street will deal with it. It'll come to understand it, much like it always has a couple years ago. North Korea sent a test missile close to the Sea of Japan, basically saying, we see what you're doing, guys. Uh, want to stay relevant. Want to kind of be a power in the area. 
sometimes a spokesmouth per se for China. Dow's down 146 today off its worst levels. NASDAQ was down 40 off its worst levels. S&P 500 down 16. This is pretty normal, and I feel pretty comfortable with it. Um, it comes at a time when the market was extended, so it feels probably a little bit more dramatic than it is. Commodities were mixed today. Grains were higher. Gold was higher. Oil lower. And again, most stocks were lower on the news today. Wages and salaries in the second quarter climbed almost twice as much as previously expected. This is indicating the U.S. economy may have created more jobs. Pay jumped $97.4 billion in an annual pace from the first quarter, up from a previously reported $51.1 billion gain. Revised figures showed today. The data reflects a more comprehensive accounting of employment and earnings than was available to the Labor Department in tabulating their monthly job count. A little bit more hiring than the monthly payroll survey suggested. Today's commerce report also showed a bigger increase in consumer spending last quarter than previously expected, even if savings, even as savings were revised higher. HP is amongst the companies that are planning to boost pay, while Citigroup is amongst those saying that they're going to add more workers. Households need to rebuild savings at this point in time. Um... So I see consumer spending healthier next year than this year. But these are good numbers. Not great numbers. Wages increased by another $51.4 billion from July through September. That's capping a 2.8% gain over the past four quarters. And it marks the best year-over-year performance since mid-2008. Consumer spending accounts for about 70% of our economy. So we're building a good track for 2011. We're laying it down. Corporate profits have been pointing to a stronger labor market than what we've seen at this point. Eventually, we're going to get some stronger numbers. HP, the world's largest computer maker, yesterday said forecast profit for the period ending January. that topped expectations. They're raising their, their, their vision for next year. Uh, businesses are replacing aging personal computers and other equipment. Um, HP said they're going to reinstitute salary raises in the current fiscal year. So these are... Teeny tiny, good little stories. United Healthcare today said diabetes can cost $3.4 trillion over the next decade. Diabetes or pre-diabetic conditions will strike half of all Americans by the end of the decade unless people lose weight. The disease will cost the nation almost $3.4 trillion in the 10 years through 2020, with more than 60% paid for by the United States government. The number of Americans with high blood sugar will rise 44% to 135 million in 2020. Diabetes is growing as the population skews older and fatter. Um, right now, about 28 million American adults, or 12%, are currently diabetic, while 66 million others, 28%, are pre-diabetic. United Health is developing programs to reduce spending for chronic diseases, trying to show some ability to combat costs and benefits. United Health is driving enrollment into its health plans, generating business for its disease management. So this is a way of ensuring its role as a leader, not just as an insurance company that sells health benefits, by demonstrating tangibly that they can do something to moderate the cost trend, trying to show Congress that they're committed to it. Diabetes limits people's ability to make or use insulin, which helps convert blood sugar into energy. About 90% to 95% of the cases are type 2, which is caused by a combination of genetic and lifestyle elements, such as being overweight. 
Less common type 1 diabetes is an autoimmune disease seen in children that destroys the body's natural insulin. People with diabetes often develop other diseases like heart attacks, strokes, blindness, and kidney disease. Diabetes is like dropping a rock in a pond, watching the ripples flow out. It's the number one cause of blindness, number one cause of kidney disease, huge contributor to heart attacks and strokes. People can prevent diabetes simply through changes in lifestyle, increasing physical activity, losing weight. So this is an issue, and this is a mathematical – you can't afford to ignore this. There are some – easy investments in diabetes. Gilead today, a daily pill. Gilead pill helps prevent HIV in a breakthrough study. This is cool. A daily pill helped protect gay and bisexual men from HIV for the first time in a study. The medicine may boost annual revenue for Gilead Sciences by about a billion dollars. The Truvada, Gilead's Truvada, sold to subdue the AIDS-causing virus and those already infected cut the risk of contracting HIV by about 44%. The drug reduced new infections as much as 73% in those who used it most. The study in is the third prevention trial in 14 months to raise hope that HIV can be defeated after decades of failed efforts to develop a vaccine. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention anticipating that some men will ask doctors for the drug immediately. They warn that condoms remain the best way to avoid infection, and Truvada isn't approved for that use. So there will be more people walking into a doctor's office saying, wow, look at this data is impressive. So the researchers followed about 2,500 HIV-negative men at a risk of catching the virus in six countries. Some other studies are still going on. The end of AIDS is no longer a dream. In theory, it's in sight. They've got the tools now uh, that, when combined, can you know break the back of the epidemic. So it's good. I'm encouraged by the announcement. I'm not jumping up and down. The study raises a large commercial opportunity for Gilead's franchise uh, as far as drug franchise. Travada combines two Gilead drugs, Viriad and Imtivra, in a single pill. Um, it was the best-selling product last year, revenue of about $2.5 billion. So, I don't know. Take from that what you will. It's not a cure for HIV, but it's certainly a step in the right direction. The trial cost about $43 million to study. Uh, Gilead donated the drugs used in the trial and paid travel costs for some of the researchers as well. Interesting to note, right? Tomorrow we're going to get economic data that is intriguing. Durable goods orders. What goes up must come down is the thought. Durable goods orders increased 3.5% in September as non-defense aircraft's orders skyrocketed 105%. But expectations are for a decline tomorrow. New aircraft orders fell from 117 in September to 108 in October. If you use Boeing's prices, the total aircraft orders contracted about 20.4%. Census seems to have discounted the data and only expects durable goods orders, excluding transportation, should be up about four-tenths of a percent. So tomorrow we get durable goods orders. And recently that's been a plus for Wall Street, something for it to hang its hat on. New home sales. Consensus expectations for sales to increase about 307,000 in September to 314,000 in October. This is a preview for tomorrow. Existing home sales revealed a modest decline in October, uh, but the problems facing the existing home sales sector are not expected to transfer entirely to new home sales. Uh, for example, the National Association of Realtors explained that problems with appraisals caused some lenders to cancel contracts. The appraisals on new homes shouldn't run into any of those sort of problems. If you go back to 1994, when the housing market started to heat up, new home sales were about 600000 
They continue to slowly but surely march until September of 2004 to a high of 1.4 million. Uh, on a monthly basis since then, they've been in decline all the way to about 260,000 in September of 2010. So they're on a basically a five-year, six-year decline cycle now, well below where they were back in two, 1994. So again, we'll watch for new home sales and existing home sales. Right now, they're telling us nothing looks all that sexy and fun for 2011. It still looks like another year of dealing with um, contraction, down markets. Tomorrow, we're also going to get an economic report on initial claims. Last week, for the second consecutive week, the initial claims remained below 440,000. That hasn't happened since 2008, August. So will we get you know, that dip again? Continuing claims has been a problem for several years now. People are you know, falling off the unemployment um, ranks. Initial unemployment claims on a four-week average, we really want to get down to that 400,000 level. We're slightly above it at 450,000. Uh, we operate best as an economy between 350 and 400,000. So we've got a little bit of work to go. We want to see that number get a little bit lower tomorrow. And again, I'm not saying we're keeping our fingers crossed because that's not the case. The reality is, is the job market stinks. It's not going to get wildly better, but we definitely don't want it to get worse. So today, the big stories really were North Korea and South Korea exchange and military fire. Hewlett Packard reporting upside earnings and guidance. That's great. That's why those, whoo, not for Hewlett Packard, but for the economy. The dollar climbs days, the euro retreats. Revisions for third quarter GDP showed stronger than expected economic output. That's past performance. It's nice to see. We grew our GDP 2.5% in the third quarter. Probably not going to happen in the fourth quarter. That's a reality that we're going to see some disappointment coming in the coming months. Existing home sales for October slipped as expected and no reaction to the latest minutes from the FOMC meeting. They released today at 11 a.m. East Coast time. A summary of the minutes indicate that the economic recovery proceeded at a modest rate in recent months with only a gradual improvement in labor market conditions. It was accompanied by a continued low rate of inflation. Meeting members generally agreed that most likely economic outcome would be a gradual pickup in growth with slow progress towards maximum employment. Most people saw the risk to grow as broadly balanced, while many saw the risk tilted to the downside. So the majority saw the risks to inflation as balanced, but some saw some downside risk. As far as talking about further quantitative easing, some members differed in their assessments of the likely benefits and the cost associated with it. Most participants judged that a program of purchasing additional longer-term securities would put downward pressure on longer-term interest rates and boost asset prices. Some observed that it could also lead to a reduction in the foreign exchange value of the dollar. Still, most expected these changes in financial conditions to help promote a somewhat stronger recovery and output in employment, while also helping return inflation over time to levels consistent with their mandate of what they're looking for. One final idea that I want to throw out there today is Oppenheimer talked about, well, two final ideas. Oppenheimer today talked that oil is going to stay at these levels for 2011. They expect natural gas to continue to struggle for 2011 because there's just too much supply and not enough demand. That's good investment tip for you, good investment insight. And on top of that, an analyst came out today and said, you know, it's time to look at Citigroup as a buy. It's been sitting there improving their balance sheet for the last year, stock going nowhere. 
now that they've improved their balance sheet, you got to improve the value of the stock. In theory, I agree with the idea. I think uh, Citigroup, for a long-term patient investor, can be procured at these levels. But keep in mind, there is no catalyst to move it higher, but there's also not a big catalyst to move it lower. Thanks for listening to the show today. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to Rob Black and Your Money, the podcast. I'll definitely get a podcast out tomorrow as well before the Thanksgiving holiday. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.